0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina MX Podcast, edition 134, right in the thick of the Clausura 18 Ligia. We're actually uh, broadcasting during the last of the quarterfinal first legs uh, in uh, Morelia right now. They're playing a game that's just started. It is, well, it's just started, so it's... It's not like the game yesterday, the first game of the quarterfinals in the year where after a minute, uh, uh, the, the, there was already a goal in the, in the, in the Pumas, uh, the, the Pumas America match that, that, that we had, uh, yesterday. Just a very unfortunate uh, result for Pumas, which we'll get into actually right away because uh, joining me at the top of the show is, uh, Albert Campa, who joins us from Kyle, Texas, which is in the southeast section of the greater austin metropolitan area albert how are you sir
1: hey doing good john how's it going
0: uh it's going great my name is john jagu uh thank you guys for listening to us again you can listen to this live we're on thursdays every thursday as as close as we can to nine we're actually not too far off uh this evening no 9 34 or so is when we started But, and of course, you can listen to this in our previous editions of the podcast uh, downloaded on iTunes. So we do appreciate y'all. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, Just go to Cantina, just type Cantina MX uh, podcast in your search bar. Come right to it. Uh, We're actually very active on that. You'll get a lot of uh, information about the world of soccer, the world of football that we post uh, on that. The Joel Aceves is uh, very good about that. We also have a Twitter handle. We are Cantina MX underscore pod where you can get some, uh, good information and uh general good humor sometimes mala leche uh on the uh on the twitter handle as well so please give us uh give us a follow there as well like i said my name is john jugu albert el chiquis campa joins us why do they call you a chiquis albert
1: oh that was a uh el chiquiti boom from the world cup long ago i just uh went with it i forget i forget how it started but uh
0: well yeah. that was your that was your handle on big soccer, isn't it? bomb, yeah. so I think people just started calling you Chiquis from that. Yeah. So and it fits. And and you respond and you know, it's a yeah it, it, it's one of the more uh niño popis nicknames that there are in uh, in, in the Mexican Lexicon, but it uh, but it's certainly uh we certainly uh, fits here. Uh chiquis. We gotta get right into it. I know that Joel, Joel has joined us, but we need to have some unencumbered Pumas talk. Before before we uh, bring Hoyle on, and uh, Chiquita was a four-one. Like like we said, uh, not even a minute into the match, Pumas was already down. They they were in no way had any kind mm-hmm. of business being on that field last night. That the talent level is, the chasm is, um, is, is 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 awful. Uh, you know the fact that Pumas even made the league, I think you know, frankly, is a miracle. Uh, With they had, they had that nice hot start, but in the last, what was it? Uh, Fourteen games. They only had. They only were able to, to collect like ten points. So it's not like Pumas were uh, world beaters, and, and and they showed it last night. And, and and again, you know, the bottom line is is that Pumas is bereft of talent on the field and in the coach's box and in the talent area. Just the the, the whole organization needs to have a a a, a real serious come to Jesus, uh, and they have two years to figure it out because they're getting a massive reprieve, cheekies So I'm not having relegation for the next two years to figure out what it is, what kind of team they want to be. Do they want to be the academy guys? Or do they want to be like every other league I make his team and, and start spending accordingly? Because the, the hybrid that they're doing where they're trying to be both is just not working.
1: Yeah, it's all, I think it's all about the money. Like, money, bring in big names, they're going to need money. But it also... They had to be, like, semi or full-on corrupt to be able to have the the academy, the installation, and all that infrastructure that they have. And, um, you know, they they had success. But, uh, yeah, that's it's pretty grim for Pumas.
0: You know, when we had Martín del Palacio on uh, for our 100th episode, which was, I guess, going about nine months ago now uh, – and you know what he said actually you know rings 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 very true. You know in the 70s 80s and 90s Pumas had no competition as far as as far as collecting and cultivating talent. Uh, you know as, as far as getting the absolute best of the best and, and, and their track record proved it. I mean the, the the list of players that you see that that have come through and in fact we posted uh, in in honor of every time Pumas plays America on the uh, in the league you always have to uh, post the Tucastro because it's it's you know it's one of the greatest goals in in, in Pumas history. And just the guys that were on that team, there was uh, you know you know just three off the top of my head. Uh, you know Luis Garcia was on that team. Alberto Garcia Aspe was 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 a very young player, but but he played in that game. And and Manolo Negrete, I mean three. Uh, you know one je- absolute boom icon in Manolo Negrete, and then you know you know two players that, that that worked their way through the system and then ended up going to other teams. And 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 and, and all three of them played uh, in, in 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 World Cups as well. And uh, you know, outside of Gallardo, in this, and this, and and let's face it, I mean, the only reason that Gallardo is going to the World Cup is more of a coach folly than anything else. I don't think that anyone would be, you know, would be absolutely heartbroken, or insist that Gallardo has to be on the on the final 23-man roster for uh, for for Mexico, the the, the Pumas winger. So they just they the, the the talent isn't there, the scouting isn't there, the coaching isn't there, the the, the front office is not there. And like I said, they they have two years to get it figured out because otherwise, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, and this this uh,
1: this season was sort of uh, sort of tricky because at the beginning when they had the good start, it was uh, a lot of circumstantial, I guess you could say, wins, and so it sort of tricked everybody, like, oh, Pumas is really going to be good.
0: It, it was, it was uh, I believe they called that espejismo. It was, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I think we even talked about that. We we, we knew that it wasn't. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to go back and play the tapes because I you mean know, I'm sure that. You know, maybe we were a little more optimistic, but I think that, you know, both you and I in the back of our minds knew that that it wasn't going to last. But I mean, at least they played better than they did last season. I think they, that have, was.
1: they have those two players, though, with Alustiza and, and Castillo. Those are legit players. So that, that's a. I mean, that's what may have brought in our hopes up a little bit. Um, but yeah, like you said, the rest of the team other than Gallardo. Oh, and uh, yeah.
0: Now, for some reason, they have to have the Spanish connection because, I mean, they've had that, that Luis Garcia, uh, the Spaniard uh, played at Pumas. They have this uh, Abraham Gonzalez guy, number 10, that, you know, the guy who's wearing number 10 and frankly doesn't deserve it. And then they brought in the uh, the defender, Arriba. So obviously there's a pr- there's a promoter that they have uh, some sort of relationship with where they're able to get players from Spain. So the only logical solution to all of this cheeky is, is is to go ahead and bring in Andres Iniesta for these for these next two years and just and just let 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 him show you know you you know Pumas what is what it means to play as a collective team so hopefully uh hopefully we'll see Andres Iniesta wearing the uh wearing the the, the coolest uniform in, in in the world of soccer next year yeah we can dream, <laughs> we can dream for that <laughs> On that note, let's uh let, let's bring in La Aceves. I feel bad that I muted him, but it was it sounded like he was uh he he was driving through one of those tunnels in in, in Los Angeles when 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 we did mute him, but uh, he is with us uh, joining us from uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm not sure if you're in the OC or if you're in LA. Are you in LA proper or are you in the OC tonight? I'm in Irvine. Irvine, so that's the uh... are, we, are we are we are we are we? Thank you. I was going to ask you if we if we were making some licuados, but uh Joel Aceves joins us from Irvine, California. Joel, once again, another liguilla without the goats. Yeah, the second in a row. It's a uh, very uh, very unfortunate. It's a good thing that that, that Chivas was able to win the Cuenca Champions to just to take the sting off what would otherwise be an, uh, a monumentally disappointing season. Actually, it, uh, it is a monumentally disappointing season. Yeah.
3: The last three results are all
0: defeats. Maquillado solamente Joel por el trofeo de Concachamps a donde tuvieron que ganarle a un equipo dominicano y luego tres equipos de la MLS. Yeah,
3: if if only those teams were in the league, John. You know, we Chivas would be much better. Um But yeah, I I think and it's something I've been I've been getting into with my fellow Chivista. My fellow Chiva hermanos, perfect Buffer Cambiarrayas, Pichichi and to lesser extent, Choli is listening.
0: <laughs> Unidos y divididos por la Esto es Chiva contra
3: Chiva. <clears throat> Yeah, and, you know, and that has <laughs> that has been that Chiba's um league league record is pretty bad. When you analyze season by season with Almeida at the helm, it doesn't look good. It, it's pretty alarming. But I, I think him having won the league title and then him doing really good in the cup tournament, it, it's kind of shielded him, you know, from even the home, the home field advantage, which is something I've been talking about for a while now. How well, poor, how poor, how how you know you go you go to the eight crown, you go to the zombie life, and it, teams teams know they could get points. It, you don't go in there with, like, you know, you There's, don't fear going into that exactly.
0: stadium. Exactly. I mean, they might, they might as well go play in Fresno. I, actually, Fresno they would probably be, be better because I bet you the fans are better in Fresno huh? than, they are in, uh, than they are in Guadalajara. And they're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the home field advantage, just the home, the home field atmosphere, yeah, it's terrible. And, you know, and what's so sad, Joel, is 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 that when it comes to like the bigger games, like the Concacaf Champions or the Panamerica the you know, and again the, the, the thing against Tigres, is that the atmosphere was 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 amazing. And and there's no yeah. reason, you know, for the quote unquote most popular team in Mexico, to uh, to to have such a moribund atmosphere that that they normally have in the regular season. And I think a lot of that, Juan, is due to the fact that the that Chivas has the most expensive tickets in Liga MX, and you know people aren't they're not gonna you know drive in traffic and pay you know five hundred pesos or whatever it is that that, that that you know the tickets are to to watch uh you know like you sit on equipo mediocre, you know they' they'd rather you know they will go watch play America, but they're not gonna go watch and play puebla
3: yeah exactly it's and it's and 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 also because they don't win at home a lot you know if you if you were getting massive results at home people would call sure people would call. oh and it's i think there's only been one one three zero win. For a big win like that in, in Almeida's tenure.
0: You know, only the, uh, one. People, you know, try desperately. You know, they, they they do the marketing campaigns for this and that, and then they try and improve the game day atmosphere. You know, what the best marketing tool is for a professional sports team? Win at home. Exactly, winning. Yeah, win at home. <laughs> that that is uh, that, that, that 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 will sell tickets. Win at home consistently, and that and, and that will. Uh, that will sell tickets. Now, Joel, uh, we did. I'm glad you. I'm glad you came on, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more. Liguilla, hoping that uh, I know that, uh, that Daniel preciado Hopefully, he'll join us after watching his uh, Santos um, give up a give up a late penalty to go down 2-0 to Tigres. Uh, is that going to be? Is that going to be the goal that, that that proves to be the difference in the? Uh, I, the I tie think Santos.
3: That? I John, I think Santos is paying the iron price. They they lost some games at the end of the season that it's hurting them now.
0: They picked a they bad wanted, time to they, go into a slump.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would have gotten Pumas, right?
0: Oh. Hey, now. Hey, now. I mean, you know. You, you don't have to get with, ugly.
3: Without due respect. <laughs>
0: you, don't, you don't have to get ugly with this dude.
3: It did, did say without due respect. No, but, but you know, you, you go from topping the table and, and playing the team that is more accessible to now you're you're arguably one of the strongest.
0: No, you're right. I mean I mean if, by, by losing to America they lost their opportunity to play either Pumas, uh, Monarcas or Tijuana. Yeah, see uh, by, those by them, were
3: those were all games where
0: Santos would be favorite. Right. You know, and you know, they fell to four, but I mean, you know, they played Tigres at five, you know, and then you know, by by having this thing in your boy, you know, Tigres, Toluca, America, and Monterrey. So yeah, so you're absolutely right. It was it was just a very unfortunate uh Play now. I did want to ask you something, Joel. Uh, you know, for years, you know, and and Ron has always talked about the patronato with 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 Pumas and, and and their sponsor for years was was Banamex. I mean, you can't really have a a better sponsor for your squad. Oh my goodness! I think Morelia just scored a, or Toluca just scored a crazy good uh, like a forty yard goal. Uh, the goalie got cut out, so they're up one zero in uh, in 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 Morelia. But then Banamex, Banamex goes away. And it seems like ever since Banamex went away, the, you know, you know, and, you know, and the other one was, was the, the Portes Marti, you know, those were the two big sponsors they had. They had Banamex and the Portes Marti. I mean, two pretty good Mexican companies, you know, very, very, you know, obviously a very rooted Mexican companies. Now they have DHL and, uh, you know, Banco La Valana. I have no idea. I mean, seriously, I just, I'm not sure what, 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 what it is, but, uh, and I'm just curious if if if, if 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 that's one of the reasons why Pumas has has seen this slide. And I think the other thing that we're seeing is, is this insistence of of, of having to. And, and and I'm just as guilty of. I think Chiquis is uh, maybe not as much as me, but you know, of, of of bringing people that you know that that know the Pumas way, like pino you know, Patino was a player and he came through and he was an assist. You know, you know, he's been a Pumas, you know, a Puma through and through his entire career. Uh, it's not working, Joel, as a, 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 as someone who has uh, lived this. Is there something that you know for for that you can recommend for and and, and give us hope as, as a Pumas fan, or is or is all hope lost for us?
3: No, I, I do think
0: it's the money
3: now plays a part. You know, it's it's gotten more expensive. You know, before it, it wasn't that many teams that would that would invest heavily. Now you have more teams doing it. And... Uh, <clears throat> I think that's for Pumas. Uh, you were talking earlier there. You know, their their previous method is it's just more difficult to pull off now.
0: Right, it is. And I mean, and, you know, and as yeah, Martinez up, they're not getting the players they used to get.
3: Yeah, and and you see it with Chivas that they, you know, they they open up the piggy bank, they spend money on all these players, and then a tournament later, that same team can't even qualify. Right, and then they can't qualify again, and they're having all these problems. And, and you know, you even have Polito saying, we keep, "We're lacking players." Um, so it's it's kind of the same now, where it's like teams are not expected to just spend more money uh, just because of in the short term, you know, because cause they're they're short tournaments, just less so. time to recover and and. The Canteras the other one, man, where, where, like you said, now there's all these teams working the Canteras, where Pumas has to compete with them now. Uh, right. They probably and, don't have the same resources as, like, you know, as, as like, a Pachuca does.
0: Right, and, and I think and part of that is because of the fact that, that that the Patronato is just, you know, they don't have the uh, the heavyweights that they used to have uh, to uh, help them negotiate those waters. Now, I have heard rumors that they're thinking about uh, bringing uh, Pachuca's Diego Alonso as as Pumas' next coach. Uh-huh. You know he was uh, you know he won the Bicampeonato uh-huh. as a player, so he's a you know he's a former Pumas player, but he's been at Pachuca for you know going on, you know a, you know a while a good while now, well Pachuca. So that uh, so again you know I'm still thinking well you know you don't don't go to the old school ways you know but you're bringing a player from the old school doesn't make sense but he has also you know seen a different way of doing things with 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 how the uh the youth have been developed at Pachuca so maybe he can bring some fresh ideas if Pumas wants to go that way again they have to make make that decision are you going to be you know an, an academy style team where you're you're, you're going to concentrate you know solely and fully on on trying to bring in as many uh players as possible or are you going to be a team that's going to yes we'll have the academy you know the fuerzas básicas but but we're going to concentrate yeah. more on, 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 yeah. on not just foreign players, Mexican players. So. But what you said it
3: there, John, Pachuca, Pachuca's, Pachuca has shown that, you know, you could have that balance, but I would say Pachuca has had more consistency as opposed to like Pumas in the front office that you've had this like internal struggle type people um, trying to see who's who going to be the, you know, the mandamas right there. You sure. People yeah. coming and going, and I think it's, it's the same with Chivas, you know, with with constant changing all the way. All, all these changes they end up affecting affecting the club.
0: Yeah, I mean, we and we talked about this Joel, after the uh, when they won the championship last year. I mean, we thought that the Chivas Comet was going to be was going to be in orbit. So, I mean, you know, the whole season you're expecting Chivas to, <laughs> and, and and of course. You know, of course, the reality was that, that Chivas was... Oh, I keep hitting the wrong button. You know? freshana, well, but of course, I, I, you know, I, I, as much as I want to make fun of that, you know, Pumas the whole time. Just, it just you know, it, it, it,
3: it, it's funny that we're saying they could be like Pachuca, but, but Pachuca is actually being like Pumas. Right. So, so Pumas could really just take their title back. You
0: know? Exactly, exactly.
3: Yeah, because that's what they're doing. That's what Pumas did for many years, and, and were, you know, fairly successful with it.
0: And then they sort of somehow they lost touch. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been eight years. I mean, eight years where you know you've there's been a, you know, a, a Pumas player of note that has gone on a bigger and better thing, you know, a bigger and better career <laughs> outside. The Puma and, and that guy was it was it was Hector Morena. that was you know Barrera yeah. and Efrain Juarez kind of sorta of, but they kind of fizzled out you know Barrera because the injuries and other stuff and Juarez you know for whatever reason yeah I and mean, so, Puma
3: would, would always have like notable national team players Hugo absolutely. Sanchez Campos uh, you said last, but Luis Garcia they
0: they've had yeah. a lot man Manuel uh, Ailete, Torral yeah. I mean, exactly. We just go down the list. It's, 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 it's very important And that's why on the show, when we, see, you know, when we say, you know, when, when Pumas is bad, it's not good for Mexico. It's bad for Mexico. When, 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 when. And it just like it's bad for Mexico when there are no Chivas on the, uh, on the national team. It looks like there's only going to be a couple on the, uh, on the national team. There as well. Now, gentlemen, I do want to mention that uh, probably in about uh, half an hour, 45 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by, uh, by Kit McConico, who is the host of the Throw-In here uh, locally in Austin, although I'm in Dallas right now, I'm in the Metroplex, the, uh, the Sunday morning uh, soccer show that airs on 104.9 The Horn, and he is, uh, if y'all didn't catch uh, Kit's appearance last time, he's a big-time River fan, and I'm going to have him uh, tell us again how it was that he became a river fan because the story frankly is quite fascinating i don't want to give it away but uh we'll have him uh retell us that and he'll go into uh, details of, uh, do a deep dive on group d group d which is argentina croatia iceland and nigeria probably at least in my opinion the closest thing we're going to get to the, the group of death uh, in this in this world cup and, and i think it's certainly for uh Croatia, Nigeria, and Iceland. I think that it's a, as, as big a toss-up as Group C as far as who will join. Heavy favorites are well, not, not even heavy favorites, because we'll talk about that. You know how heavy, <laughs> how heavy a favorite are they really in this group? Uh, with with yeah. he'll join this, us a, th- a this
3: bit. group is almost similar to the 2002 group with Bielsa, and they had Nigeria and Sweden. The substitute and, and England. <laughs> yeah, that classic I'm not mentioning that because that's you know it's always a big match for them um huh but but you could substitute Iceland Sweden. sure you know, Nigeria's right there, and it's it's yeah, it was teams bad yeah. crazy knew, I, huh
0: Nigeria has been in six this is their sixth world cup and in the pre- in 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 the fifth time that they'll be in the same group as Argentina. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they know each other, and that's just crazy. them. That is unbelievable that they've been in their group that many times.
3: Yeah, so I, I wonder there, man, and that 2002, even with Bielsa, uh, Argentina ended up going home after the group stage. So, who knows, man, This it, it wouldn't be far-fetched to – something similar happened again because this this argentina side just hasn't they're very unpredictable you know they could do one really good game and then all of a sudden play really bad
0: right now we do uh before we get to kit and talk argentina uh <clears throat> more so than we are right now i do uh want to uh discuss and i'm glad that you guys are on the show with us so i hope you'll we'll get to the yeah, a little bit later uh you know i'm actually surprised that ron hasn't joined us because usually when america wins it's uh you know, he, uh, you know, he, uh, he he appears, but um, <laughs> but uh, it hasn't happened yet. Let's let's see if we can uh, let's see, we can, we can conjure him. It's like it's like, it's like playing La Volpe for for Fernando.
1: He showed let's up after so the Chivas win, so that was surprising.
0: That is true. That is true. Uh, but, but but very late. Very. I mean, like 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 just as we were wrapping it up, he, he came in and <laughs> we had like our after hour show. That was, uh, frankly, very entertaining. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we'll, we'll, I wanted to talk uh, to, uh, about the the uh, this promotion relegation mess that the Liga MX uh, kind of will have have done to themselves because they're the ones that make the rules on how the, on how the league operates. And uh, I think uh, in a in a reaction to what happened in 2013, when uh, Genetado was. Relegated, and La Piedad was one promotion. There was a five-city combo, three-card shell game where uh, Querétaro stayed up, Veracruz stayed up, uh, La Piedad disappeared, a team moved from San Luis to Jaguares, and then San Luis is a team that ended up being relegated. When they had and they were they were doing just fine in the league, and we haven't seen or heard from San Luis since. So, so I think that that's one of the things that they're trying to avoid. And uh, they they put a couple of rules in place. The first one being that if if your stadium does not, I think the minimum is 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 it twenty or twenty five thousand? I thought it was I thought it was twenty, or maybe twenty five. It's twenty. Yeah, twenty. If your stadium has less than twenty thousand, then uh, uh, if you win promotion, you're not going to be able to, to. And out of the thirteen or four, however many teams there are, and, 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 and yeah since only six teams are eligible to make to uh, t- to gain that promotion, one of those being uh, the Leones Negros who, who play in Jalisco, who uh, were who lost the final to the, excuse me, the uh, the Cafetaleros of. Tapachula which is down in Chiapas the coffee plant the coffee planters as they're known as will be playing the alebrijes de Oaxaca so a nice a nice little uh, southern southwest Mexico little rivalry to get in but despite the fact that they both have newish stadiums they're they won't be able to make the jump into the into the first division because those stadiums do not have the uh, the appropriate capacity and 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 I guess my question here is Knowing that they had these, the people were building these new stadiums. If Liga Mekis was going to do this, shouldn't they have told these folks, hey, we're going to, in in the the next three years, we're going to make this regulation that it's going to be a minimum. So if you're going to build a stadium, make sure it it, it, it fits the regulation. But it seems like what they would prefer to do is, hey, we know you have this nice new stadium, but you know what? Despite the fact that you have it, uh, it, it's not going to matter because you're never going to, we're going to make sure that you never play in Liga Mekis. Because we're going to put this minimum seating requirement, and your stadiums don't meet it, so there's no chance that you guys will ever get it. So, very unfortunate there.
1: The other thing is the multi-property, multi-propiedad, is a you need to not have that to be cert, to be certified as well. So, there's two two obstacles: the stadium size, multi-propiedad, which that eliminates uh, Dorados, Tampico, and Jaguares.
0: So it's okay for Leon and yes yeah, and Pachuca to 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 be in the league, but but all of a sudden you know you can't have these other yep. teams in the uh, in the leagues. And then of course the other stipulation is 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 if this happens, then the team that's you know if if, if a team wins promotion that is ineligible, then the team that that is relegated can pay 120 million pesos, which is roughly about uh, see, about six and a half million dollars. <laughs> as a as a fee to stay in and if they can't come up with the cash then they're relegated and the league stays with 17 teams and and here's my big question who is going to tell the, the the rights holders Univision Televisa Azteca Imagen Fox Deportes or whatever that they're going to have one less game per week for 34 weeks So that means that they're gonna have less 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 uh advertising revenue. Yeah, so uh it uh okay. not the not the best plan uh that was hatching again, it just a, a completely reactionary plan. You know, and they did they, they did they involve the Essenzo teams in, 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 in coming up with this? You know what we should do. Uh, if we get a chance, we should bring on uh if we can uh uh, the gentleman who works with uh, with Zacatepec, uh, Michel to see so if you if you can talk to us about this uh, situation. He probably give us a much more of a, a a more detailed information as as far as you know. Because again, an, an, another second division team that has a brand a brand new stadium, Sacatepec, and I'm not sure if their stadium meets and it's gorgeous. It's really pretty. I'm not sure if their stadium requirements meet. The, uh, the minimum requirements for uh, Liga Aimecchis. Look here on this, on this.
1: What's messed up is that uh, um, Lowell's WAP, the money that if they you know decide to pay that to stay in the first division, that money goes to the team that would ascend to help them be certified. So to help them with their stadium needs and all that, which is sort of weird that one team has to pay the other team to be able to make it to first division. And it's, it's just all, it's just all about money for these guys.
0: Sure. Now the Coruco DS does have a capacity of of 24,000. So they would meet the, uh, Meet the uh, threshold and and, uh, and how amazing it is that because the, the previous uh expand uh, capacity was sixteen thousand so this happened in in, in two thousand and fourteen so they obviously have had plans to make it back into the first uh division uh, for a while because if, if if ever anybody ever looks at the old uh liga MX tables from the 50s, sixties 70s, Zacatepec is 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 one of the mainstays on those tables, so they are definitely a, a team that has a lot of history tradition and and frankly they should be back. If for anything, for us to get a chance to go down and and and, and hang at, at Tequesquitengo for the weekend and then go see the Zacatepec game, that'd be fantastic. Have you all ever been to Tequesquitengo? Never have, John. But to it's answer a... one of your
3: questions on the televisoras. I oh, think what's the two main? I think the two main televisoras are okay with that. You do? Yeah, Televisa and Tebasteca,
2: and you
3: know they they could care less, why? what the Fox Sports and what the ESPNs
0: have to say. Yeah, but they're gonna have one last game too, Hoel. It's not just gonna be those other those those other folks.
3: No, I know, but but those are like they've been at the helm of this, you know, of of, of these changes. They were part of it. Um they were even we were even talking about how it was the Azteca they had been pushing for the
0: for closing closing the relegation for two years, right? Well, see, that's the other thing. So, so who, so they, so they want to expand to twenty teams, which, if you look at their history, it's something that they've done repeatedly, and uh, not repeatedly, but they've they, they've they've done it before. So they obviously have some teams in mind that they want to bring yes. into the league. I Make. So I mean, I'm sure. The Black clients uh, the Leones Negros. I'm sure San another Luis, one is, is at, uh, San Luis, San Atlante. Yeah. Atlante. You know, uh, I'm 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 not so sure if Tampico's on that list, but I'm sure. Isapuano that... Uh, it's a good
3: option as well.
0: Yeah. Watch but, what list?
1: I'm sorry. What, what list are you talking about? Or if Atlante's on what list?
0: The 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 teams the the preferred teams that. Uh, that oh. they would want uh, in, in Liga Mekis because I think ultimately Liga Mex is not going to expand to twenty, but to twenty four is what I think is going to happen.
3: weren't they at that one time at one point?
0: I think they have been. Uh, I'm not sure. Ex- uh, uh, I don't know exactly. Uh,
3: but I think if they do twenty four, then they might not do predication anymore. Then.
0: Right. Yeah. It, w- it, w- it would be a, a You're exactly. I think that the uh, the second division would be strictly a minor leagues. Would be a yeah, minor teams. leagues,
3: which which wouldn't even be bad if you just well, yeah, they'll just have the, all the young players. It'll be mostly uh for the youth teams, right? Which which you know what, John? It was it was already like that at one point, um, where eleven of the Liga de Ascenso teams were all owned by Liga MX first division clubs. So Chivas had Tapatio, um America had San Luis, you oh, know, they, they, it was all these other clubs, and it was you had uh, what Cruz Azul, Hidalgo.
0: you had all these clubs, P- Pumas, Pumas, Morelos. Uh, yeah. What was it? America had? Uh, they had an affiliate team. I mean, yeah, the Liga Ascenso was was up to like twenty four or twenty eight teams because of that, because of the fact that they had the the affiliate teams. But yeah, and have, then they changed
3: it. They seem to be going back to that.
1: They have their youth teams already, though, don't they? Like they're, they're no, yeah, they
3: do. But that was like a league, like a more they, they did. They created the under twenty and the like the, the under seventeen leagues, but I think those those are, are like still very much like youth, you know. And and um, the, the competition is pretty poor. It, you, you know.
2: There,
1: there's some like older uh, older first division players on on these teams as well.
3: Because because well, I know sure. I heard. It definitely hurt Chivas. Chivas thought they were gonna be fine having their players in the under-20, under-17 leagues, and they had a difficult time once they made the jump to the first team, as opposed to before when they had when they had Tapatío or Chivas Tijuana or, or whatever affiliate, and you had like you know all these players playing together.
0: Yeah, you know, so, so so what's the solution going to be for this? Because, you know, you know the uh the the, the, the president uh, is is Bonilla, is that right? He was he was in Guadalajara for the uh, the final of the of the of the clausura del ascenso, and he was like he was like the the rule says, you know, which crowd, is cracks me up because, you know, the rule says this, this, and this, but then. You know, I'm sure you know by friends, hey we found we found a secret clause in the contract that says like they did with with the t v contract, so I mean the reality is, is is that these guys can can change the rules however they want, and they can do it whenever and however they want I mean'cause'
1: reading the rules and it says uh, the team must be certified, but nowhere in it does it say or at least I didn't see anywhere to the to the define certified like what does certified mean, and only in an article that some guy sent me. On football total, does it say like 20,000 uh, people in the stadium, and then the multi oh, Yeah,
3: to meet the requirements. Then I yeah. think similar to what like Bundesliga does. So in order to have uh, in order to be eligible to play in, in the first division in, in in Germany, the clubs need to meet all these requirements. So I, I think Liga Max is trying to do the same
0: yeah, but they and make- improve the stadiums. Well, I mean again. That that's fine, but and and I have no problem. But, but but again, to me, if you're gonna take take that route, which is perfectly fine, and and, and I applaud them for doing it because you obviously want. I mean, I, I understand where they're going. Then then make this announcement in 2012, right? Say hey, by 2018, this is how we want the league to be structured. We want to we want to bring up two teams, but the only way that this is gonna happen is 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 that every team has to have these requirements. Liga senso. So. If you don't have this and if you don't want to do this, then we'll we'll, we'll find a city, we'll we'll find a sede that will want to meet these requirements and we will build a league of XX, however many teams.
3: I do think they've been talking about it for years, you know? Yeah, well, they're talking about it it and and
0: implementing, you know, you're talking about it and implementing are two separate things. For them to implement it after both Tapachula and Oaxaca both, uh, you know, built their stadiums that don't meet the requirements, uh, I mean, it's it's just it's just another you know I always say you know sacan la pistola le meten el balazo en el pie I mean it's just it's just another another example of how Liga Mekis and the FMF just 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 don't have that 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 long term vision of of what it is that they want to do it's, it's always reactive they always want to you know they they want to adapt to what's happening now instead instead of plan planning for What will eventually uh happen in the uh
1: their their interests change so they need to adjust for their interests their uh their money their money grab the things like that so i see it as like under the table corruption type of stuff
0: well it's not just i mean and again we also have to understand that, that the people that run fmf are the are the owners of the first division clubs you know, it, it, it's not a separate entity. And then, of course, they're trying to make Liga Meki a separate entity, but you know that again is run by the by the same officials. So it, it's all they're all interconnected. It's not, you know, they, these aren't separate silos. So we have the – We obviously we have that to consider as well. So you're right. So so they're always gonna they're gonna line you know for their own. It's, and again, I understand it's a business and I get that. I have no problem with that. Just please, if you're gonna make decisions like this, you know. Th- let folks know that hey again you know by by 2022 this is we want to expand the 22 teams but but we want to make sure that out of those 22 teams you have to have x y and z just like you know just like the bundesliga does and then that way you know instead of two teams building teams and they get like you know in a 10 or 11 to wow we have a chance to you know to do this so let's you know l- l- let's do this properly that's all i'm saying
1: and this is also a league that uh, teams are not paying bonuses. Teams are not even playing pay- players' salaries historically. So, money is either like really an issue with the league and with teams, or the 1% wants to stay like <laughs> they want to stay up there and, and, you know, leave all the little guys. Closed.
0: Now, we do want to hear from y'all. They're listening to us live here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, Chikis, do we have a, a number set up?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I've tweeted it. It's uh and it'll ask for a PIN and that PIN is 13118.
0: And the PIN is 13118. So again, for you folks that want to call in, number is 724-707-3826 and the pin is 13118. We'd love to hear from y'all. Right now we are talking Ascenso in a little bit, probably in the next uh 15-20 minutes, we will be talking Group D with Kit McConico, the host of The Throwin, here locally uh uh the weekly soccer show that airs on 1049 The Horn, a uh big big time River Plate fan and he will tell us uh, he will tell us why. He's a River play fan, and we'll uh, we'll discuss that in Group D as well. So, and again, we should, uh, like I mentioned, uh, if and when uh, uh, we should go to Zacatepe- Tequesquitengo is, is one of the. It's a nice uh, lake, about an hour outside of Mexico City. You can go water skiing. They got a couple of nice little. Rent. They might even have a little golf course there. So you you go and you you know you have the weekend at at at, at Teques, as the kids call it. And then you go to the, you go to the Zacatepec game. You go to the the, the the Selva. Joel is working on his third smoothie of the podcast. We'll go uh, we'll go to the the Selva Cañera, and we'll watch a Zacatepec game, and go back to Teques and have and you know and have a have a nightcap over at the uh, over at the at the lovely little resort, or you know maybe we can do an Airbnb or get one of those nice uh, big. Uh, Eight-bedroom houses that they have that line the uh, the lake, kind of like Lake Travis, but uh, for for uh, a more obscene amount of wealth. <laughs> uh, teques, those...
1: Tequesquitengo.
0: Tequesquitengo. Yeah, it's T E Q U E S Q U I oh. T E N G O.
2: Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a cool little town.
0: Uh, I actually, this was years ago. I was a kid, and uh, I, I learned a, well. I tried to learn a water ski in Acapulco, which is an ocean which is you know skied like it was nothing in dequiqui like I, I knew- you know I was like you know eight years old i oh, this is easy so uh well uh it's a it, it is a a very nice uh, a little little weekend jaunt for 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 folks back to uh the league I was hoping that Dan would hop on, but we haven't heard from him yet uh digres uh, wins 2 two zero against santos uh, as we said that they kind of had their slide. And Monterrey drew 1-1 with uh, Toluca – not, sorry, not Toluca, with Tijuana there in the Pereira up in the Tijuana-San Diego area. I don't think that Monterrey will have any problem advancing there. And, of course, the obscenely unfortunate 4-1 defeat that at the, Pumas had at the hands of huh. America, who um, – it was you know and again to do it against them you know it's one thing to lose you know three zero to Tigres or whatever it is but to do it to America it's just yeah just and America had been inconsistent
3: leading
0: exactly. up to the game yeah yeah I mean and I mean I mean you know as I I mean frankly as a as a Pumas fan I think well you know they're not being very consistent they're ripe for the plucking you know you have nothing to lose and like I said with within forty five seconds. 45 seconds is all it took for a minute to go up 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah,
2: just a very unfortunate for uh, very unfortunate uh, to, Hey, uh, but
0: you made Ligillas, huh?
3: Well,
0: that is true. We, That's did. we did.
3: That's something.
0: Thanks to our, our big win against Santos, which unfortunately proved <laughs> uh, very unfortunate for Santos because it, it, it pushed them down to play Tigres. They lost 2-0 tonight. Daniel Preciado joins us from, from Escondido, California. Daniel, going to, going to Torreon down 1-0 looked a whole lot better than going down 2-0 with that, uh, that uh, handball there in, in the 80th minute in Gignac slots at home. Dan, what Smith song will you be listening to on the, on the way to work tomorrow to console yourself?
4: Um, heaven, heaven knows I'm miserable now.
0: That's, that, that's, that, that would have been my choice as well, sir. Good to have you on the show, Dan. Pleasure as always.
4: Evening, guys. Aquí estoy. Dar la cara.
0: Yeah. Para poner el pecho a las balas, as they say. Yes. Well, Dan, uh, were you, uh, I mean, as, as, aside from the result, uh, is, 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 is 2-0 insurmountable for, for, for Santos, or are they going to be able to uh, to make it happen?
4: Well, oh, anything's possible. Um, no, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like uh, very feasible. It doesn't look very realistic. The team didn't... Ah, I don't see where they're going to get... The, the, they definitely peaked too early. I, that's what I was kind of hoping it wouldn't happen. I, I, I was hoping they'd kind of right the ship, but it's, they don't look very good right now, I don't think. And... I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I was.
2: Yes. He muted himself.
0: Oh. He was he was out. He was uh, he was out. Out to editing himself. His,
3: his okay. voice was cracking. And
0: I think he was too cry. Oh, he's. He yeah. yeah. Give
3: him a moment.
1: Real quick, though. This is what I think uh, what happened on Santos, though. And I don't know if I'm, I could be wrong on this, but I think that they're, you play different when you're away than when you're at home. They played really... They were just defending the whole time, it seemed like to me. And I think they were missing Oswaldo... What's his name? The midfielder dude. Oh, Oswaldo
0: Martinez. Like, Osvaldito.
1: And he's like, he's like the main... And they didn't have any like push uh, forward, so...
0: Yeah. It, it got so bad for Santos that they had to bring in Javier Cortez. I mean, that, that, that should say it all right there.
1: Yeah, I think he. I think suspended Oswaldo Martinez for for that one game, but uh, but yeah, I I mean, I actually think they could come back and get two goals um, if they if they push forward and if they have him in the midfield again.
0: I mean, it's not like Tigres is completely infallible. I mean, they've and and Dan will be the first to tell us that you know that that is not the. The kind of guy that, that that goes for the throat, so to speak. So you know that that they're going to be. That is true. Around.
4: They 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 definitely lack that killer instinct. So a, lot of the, of, a lot of times. First um,
1: half was was sad. They weren't playing good at all.
4: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like they weren't really out of the game until that. I mean, it was just an ugly, scrappy match. Uh, but yeah, that 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 penalty. I mean. It's like, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it, it, I think that kind of sealed it, though, to be honest. It's just it—it's it's a pretty, it requires a really, really good game. I mean, it requires a lot of things to go right. So you essentially either have to win 2 0, because I think that'll be enough to for them to progress. Right. Or we're talking a 4 1. Well, that's the minimum. That's the minimum. Or a 4 1
0: they cannot allow a goal exactly so it's either win to 0 or yeah so or even uh, yeah yeah
4: that's that's basically their There
1: <sighs> we go. Yeah,
0: no, I mean hard. again,
4: and we
0: as we have seen over the uh over the past couple of weeks all over the world uh, a two goal deficit is not anything that is that is considered insurmountable so it's not like uh that's not, and again even for pumas i mean you know, you know, Bumas has come back from I mean they did it in the final against Tigres of all teams a few years ago. Now granted this team is nowhere near that quality, but uh it uh, it, it, it is it is it is certainly possible. Did you say we had a caller, Chiquis? Someone called in?
1: Eduardo he's calling in.
0: Eduardo's calling in. Eduardo, good evening. How are you, sir?
3: Hey, good evening guys.
0: Where are you calling in from, Eduardo?
3: Um uh Baltimore.
0: How are things in Baltimore, Eduardo? Come uh, again? How are things in Baltimore?
2: Uh, dead, quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All right. Eduardo, what is your what is your question, comment, or general observation?
2: All right. So, holding another title, this, you know, this,
3: this Liguilla and
2: do you guys see Tigres winning it
0: again. You see Tigres winning it again. So you think they're going to go back to back? Oh,
3: I, I think so. But I wanted to
0: ask for your for, you, for your guys' opinion. Okay. Uh, well, if, if, uh, well, Eduardo, are you a Tigres supporter? Yeah. <laughs> you are. So you so you want us you so you want us to self so Yeah, of course I think it is. You know, honestly, it, it it is wide open. I really don't think that there's any. I know that Toluca had their, their, their long run uh, within the season, but you know, Ligia, Liga, Liga MX Mekis is so evenly matched that uh, to me, I mean, I don't I, know, obviously the, the top four teams, I think we can all agree are like the class of the, of the, uh, of, of the tournament uh, this season, but those four teams can easily beat each other up. So it's, it's, is the favorite. I, I honestly, I think that uh, uh i I think it's almost at this point to me it's it's like even money on all of them i think i think all of them have their own strengths and weaknesses that can that that, that can be avoided and, and and everybody can beat anybody on any given day i don't, i don't think there's one team that is head and shoulders above the rest at all but uh you know we we'll, we'll we'll see who catches fire here in these in, in 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 these next few weeks to see if uh, if and if if that team is us then uh then 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 so be it
4: did we uh do predictions?
0: Uh you know I think I think we did and I think that uh I can't remember what we said I should have written them down
4: Well I I mean okay I, I still I'll, I'll stick to my pick I I was thinking Toluca but I give any team a chance that who's got like a that marquee player like Sambu which is why I kind of give maybe Santos a a fighting chance you know if if Janini could find that early or season form that he that he was in but teams like that, uh, Tigres, with all their players uh, up front, you know, have that. So, I mean, I think Tigres is an easy pick. They're, they're favorites, I think, going into every Liga. Um But outside of them, I, I, I'm going to stick with Toluca. I think they're probably going to lift the, the cup. Okay,
0: Chiki. That's what I hear. I, I fear Toluca. Out of all teams, that's the one team I don't want
3: to face in the final.
0: Well, if, if 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 chalk holds, then you won't face him in the final, you'll face him in the semis.
3: Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean if uh if everyone beats who, who they're supposed to and then Tigres beat Santos, then 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 uh, Tigres would play Toluca. And it's I mean the last t- I mean the last time they played Toluca in, in the Liga, they actually won. So, uh I mean uh, I don't know if Chiquis feels a bit I mean to me uh, 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 it's hard for me to make a decision as far as you know who's the favorite this and that just cuz I do think that all teams are 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 fairly even now I will I will say that Tigres obviously has a lot more experience than even than Monterrey or America or Toluca really as cuz they've been in so many finals over the past three or four years so on experience alone that maybe maybe Tigres would be would be would be a favorite uh would be a favorite there Chiquis
1: that's what I was going to say is the uh, I think, like we saw with Chivas being a tournament team, or a tournament coach, or even a tournament tournament player, like uh, Gignac being called Mister Ligia, uh, that's a that's a big plus for for Tigres going in.
0: You know, I, I appreciate that that people want to call Gignac Mister Liguilla. He needs to score as many goals as Cardoso before that even becomes a consideration. So he he right now he might be uh, Ni- Niño Liguilla compared to <laughs> compared to Cardoso because that I mean that.
5: That's his status. Yeah.
0: I mean, that hey, is,
5: yeah. Hey, call him Baby Liguilla. Baby Liguilla. Yeah. Baby,
0: baby, baby, baby Liguilla. Baby Liguilla. All right. Eduardo, baby. thank you very much for your call. We appreciate it. You
2: yeah, guys got it. Thank you. Have a good night.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We uh, we certainly appreciate it. El Profe cambia ray. Profe cambia si you joined us a week too late, I thought that you might be on last week after the big, big win that Chivas had. Are, are, you, are you on to uh, – now uh, you know just uh, 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 as a courtesy, as a courtesy profe, I'll, I'll let I'll let you hear it just 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 the
4: one time. You ready?
2: Do it, do, it, do it,
0: so,
4: that summoned Joel back in.
0: Yeah, we had to, hey. had, to had to play the uh, <laughs> Vicente just uh, you know for for every, for every every team at mano that joins the show. Juan Uribe, how are you, sir? How are things in Long Beach, California? Long
5: Beach. Uh, buenas noches, señores, uh, and esteemed gentlemen and ladies. Um, I mean, it, it's going well. It's going well. I just... Yeah. <laughs> just now,
0: every uh, time I think of Long Beach, I think of like the... Pier. And every, 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 uh, every police movie, like Lethal Weapon, whatever, whatever, they always have the big shootout down, down on the Long Beach Pier. So... <laughs> I'm serious. It just—it seems like it always happens. So how many—how
5: many—yeah,
0: how, many expo- how many explosions do you see down at the docks? Down at Long
5: Beach. Hey, every day, there's like, you know, you had got to run for your life, man. Especially ah. now with the, the trade war. You know, you got the, the Chinese drones flying over, dropping bombs. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I understand. Hey, you know what? The, what, what I got to run from is F bombs, and because I'm the one dropping them, though. So. There's well, well,
0: well if, if if you get out of line, don't forget, bro. If I, I do, I do, I do have a, I do have a cop for you. If you,
4: if you do get out of line, is that so? Who made you pope in this dump, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am glad he's on though. I I, I got some uh, AYSO questions for him. I was wondering if if he could lend his expertise at some point.
0: Well, uh, if you want to fire away, fire away.
4: Yeah, dude, real quick, right. do you do you think it's a a good option um, early on? AYSO. Yeah.
5: Or uh, what? What age are we talking about? Or this is, is gonna, this gonna be his first organized
4: like organized um, like team where they'd actually be playing. So he's uh, five. Gonna be five.
5: Um, I would say the. I mean, he'll get touches on the ball. The the coaching, the training will be crap. Um, but at that age, pretty much all the training is is crap. Uh, That's what I kind of figured. So I would recommend. What I recommend—that's—I uh, uh, mean—it's fine to get your feet wet, and then after that, if, if you really, if, you know, if, you're, if your child is inclined, put them into find them a, a a Sunday league team and a you know Latin league, Mexican league, and maybe gotcha. if there's indoor find five on five
0: indoor. Dan, team. if if that does happen and your, and your boy does start playing, I, I do want you to at least have at least have one of these
2: reactions. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: all we asked. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I, I played there for you guys because uh, joining us is uh, is uh, is the man who uh, talked about earlier. He's the host of the Throw In, the weekly soccer show here in Austin. Heard on 1049 the Horn. He just got done calling a rugby match. He's a huge rugby player, and he's going to tell us again why. He's such a huge River Plate fan. Kit McConnico joins us from I'm not sure where, but he's joining us. Thank you very much, Kit, for joining us.
6: Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm sorry it took so long. I am leaving the Round Rock Multipurpose Sports Complex where the Austin Rugby Elite were able to come up with their first victory of the year. So it's been an entertaining and exciting evening for me, and I'm very happy to join you. Thank you again. Was
0: was that 7s, 15s, 11s? What rugby were you calling?
6: This was 15s. Wow! Um, unfortunately, no Argentines were represented on either side. There were a pair of Chileans for the visiting New Orleans side. We talked a little bit about. Um, they were both uh, fans of La U. Um, I said some disparaging things in favor of Colo Colo, and they weren't too pleased with that. But wow. It was uh, it was it was very it was very entertaining, and thankfully Austin was able to get the victory.
0: So ma- making friends, as always, I'm, I'm surprised there weren't any any <laughs> any, any, any book of junior fans that you would have been able to. Laugh at for their their Libertadores uh, struggles that they've had recently. Well, they're, no, not,
6: they're not out. They're not out quite yet. And I was I was hoping that Junior and Theo Gutiérrez would be able to knock them out last night. But unfortunately, the own goal. It is. It's going to be very difficult for Boca. But for the time being, they are still in the competition, which is disappointing to everyone I know.
0: I I, I understand. Now now, Ken, we brought you on because we want to talk. We want to talk Argentina because uh, in uh, in in our series of, of World Cup previews. We're, we're we're bringing on folks to discuss the groups, and we've had uh, someone come on and talk about Group A and Group B. A couple weeks ago, we had Luisa Chagall talk to us about Peru and Group C. So, we thought, who better than 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 the man who and Kit? I don't want I don't want to steal your thunder. So please tell us and tell the audience again how it was that you had become a River Plate fan.
6: Well, I was I was lucky that I was visiting Argentina on a family vacation. We, my family and I, went to a match where we met a gentleman who worked for the club and. He was impressed with my ridiculous knowledge of River Plate. So after the match, he took us inside the stadium. I met the then president, Jose Maria Aguilar. They took us to the trophy room. We went through the locker rooms. I met a few players, Coco Ameli, Turco Hussein, And I got to do something that very few River fans ever get to do. I got to walk on the pitch at El Monumental, where Argentina won the 1978 World Cup. And from then on, as then President Jose Maria Aguilar told me, you and your family are River fans. Your children will be River fans, and that's been the case. And I'm very thankful for that opportunity.
0: Now, f- from uh, that's an amazing story, and uh, you know, again, getting the, getting the soft sell to become to become a River play fan. Now, <laughs> now, now, from that from that experience, did did, did, did did your love for Argentina come from that, or did Diego Maradona come over and do? balloon animals at one of your birthday parties in order, in order to get y'all to be Argentina fans?
6: Um, unfortunately, Maradona did not come to any of my birthday parties. He was in, the, in condition. I don't think he should have been around children, or he probably still should not be around children, to be perfectly you, honest. You didn't
0: get frosting tips from Claudio Canizia to, to, to convince you to become an Argentina fan?
6: I did not. No. That, that, wait, that wait. Out of all players, Johnny, sorry
0: to interrupt, Keith.
3: Why 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 bring up Connie, man? Are you trying to there's a guy that left River
6: for Boca. Hey, I'm just <laughs> because, as always, John likes to twist the knife and find any he spot where he, he likes to find any spot to, um, let's say. Uh, know, scratch I the I, I so do not speak.
0: know what you're talking about. No!
2: No! No! Estamos en la vez. Estamos en la vez.
6: No.
0: I I I I I don't know what you're talking about at all.
6: Well, John. River unfortunately has won every competition they've ever played in. The only title they had not won was in La So River had to go to La because they'd never won that title. So if you've won everything, you might as well add another title to it.
0: It it, ma- it makes all the sense in the world. Now let's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to make this uh, a, a, a you know River talk. As I'm sure you would, would enjoy it. <laughs> River talk. Let's uh, let's let's talk Argentina. So they uh, are in Group D. <laughs> Uh, a group seed, once again, as they have been. I think as long as I've been alive, uh, if, when they make the World Cup, they're a, a, a group seed. But in this group, I mean, of, of all the groups, it's probably the, of the 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 toughest of of all the groups. Uh, I don't know if you can really call it a group of death, but it's uh, it's the closest thing to it. It's like the it's like the group of you know major cardiac arrest. They have Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Nigeria again. Nigeria's in the World Cup. They're playing Argentina. Haven't beaten them. Uh, they've given them uh, some 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 great games, but they just haven't been able to uh, come over the top. Kid, right off the bat, does Argentina get out of the group?
6: Yes, they get out of the group. I, I think they win the group, but it's not going to be easy. As you said, this is an incredibly difficult group. I don't think there is a quote-unquote group of death in this year's World Cup, but Argentina is in a very difficult group, probably the most difficult group. Everyone in the group is talented, from Nigeria, as you mentioned, Iceland, who is everyone's fan favorite, the Minnows, making their first ever World Cup, with a population the size of Corpus Christi, Texas, and then Croatia, who is underrated in my estimation. I think the Croatians are always good. In Argentina,
0: underachievers, I, frankly.
6: Very, very much so. <clears throat> Argentina, I don't think that they are contenders to win this World Cup, even with Messi. Messi is in large part, all they have. He got them into the World Cup. Without him, they would they would be on the sidelines. They would be back in Buenos Aires watching. But I don't think he is enough to get them into contention. I, I don't see them competing for this World Cup. But I do think they will win the group. And to answer your question, yes, they will get out of the group.
0: Now, that always strikes me as, as, as unbelievable, where people say, well, all Argentina has is Messi. When they have, arguably, in my opinion at least, the the most talented group of offensive players in the world, why is it that for the past, it seems like, I don't know, eight years or so, I guess, why can't they get it together? Why can't they get it to? What is? Why does it look like it's messy and 10 youth soccer players? When they well, play you, hit
6: the, you hit the nail on the head, and that's exactly what it looks like. It's messy and 10 people watching him. And people always say, well, how come he isn't as successful – being messy at argentina as he is with barcelona Well, at barcelona he has people supporting him he has people creating people playing alongside him for argentina he has people watching him and you're right there's a there's an immense amount of attacking talent you have players like iguaín say what you want he's he's fantastic he, he's missed big chances you have pocho LaVezzi, di maria plays well he's played fantastically in world cups you have players of caliber surrounding messi but whenever they put on the Albiceleste, Celeste, whenever they play for the national team, they all sit back in awe of Messi. and They all say, well, what is he going to do? And he's going to do the work. And instead of helping him and being in those supporting roles, because most of those players for their club teams, they're used to being the stars. They're used to being the goal scorers or at least if not the top dog, one of them. And all of a sudden, they're playing with arguably the best player in the world, and for whatever reason, they have yet to figure out how to play alongside him effectively.
0: Well, well and again, and, and here's where I, I don't see why people can discount Argentina. Because yes, you're right; we have seen that, and yet they've made three finals in a row playing like that. They have. So, so obviously, right. obviously, to me, it's a it's a testament not only to how good he is, but I mean, they're not that bad. I mean, they don't they don't suddenly forget how to play soccer but it seems like if, if they could just put it together then i mean in my mind they, they rock it i mean they they are on on, on the group of uh, the the group of the draw where they would play uh i think it was uh spain in the quarterfinals if i'm not mistaken and then and i think and i think france in the sem- france in the semis if, if if chalk held right that that would be and there's no reason to me why 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 they couldn't beat either of those two teams i mean they no. certainly have the talent to do so
6: and I agree with you. They do have the talent. And that's always been kind of the catch-22 of Argentina's that they have talent. They have immense talent. They always have. But putting it, translating that talent into results on the pitch has been an issue. Why that is, I, I speculate like all Argentines do that Messi is simply, he's, he's the guy that everybody has their eye on. Nobody else really knows how to play with him. They're not sure what to do. They, in my, in my opinion, they defer to him too much. And instead of playing alongside him and getting on him at times, and when he misses or he makes a mistake, they're afraid to do that because he's Lionel Andres Messi. He is the guy. And he's, I mean, he's, I mean, whoever you want, Pele, Maradona, Ronaldo. It's a one-name guy. It's Messi. Of course, yes. um, without, Without the shadow of a doubt. And that is to Argentina's detriment. That being said, they have been successful. And they've made finals. But... As good as Argentina has been historically, the bar is very high. If you don't win, it doesn't matter. Being in the final is not enough for Argentina. And unfortunately for Messi, if he does not win a World Cup, he will never be as great in Argentina as he is in the rest of the world. And this is something most people don't understand. He is not as revered in Argentina as he is in Spain or other places. He is not the godlike figure, and this is because he has not won a World Cup. If he does, that will change. But if he doesn't, he will always be second to Maradona and maybe right. second or third to some other players.
0: Now, now Maradona's Dios, right? And, and they called Pelé el Rey. Uh, there's a shirt in Mexico that says, Si Pelé es el Rey y Maradona es el Dios, entonces Cuauhtémoc es el papi de los dos. <laughs> a shirt you can find outside
6: the... Uh, the Estadio Azteca. That's a well, church you can find in any reputable Tejanoes in Mexico, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, maybe, maybe not in Guadalajara, but uh, but, but certainly <laughs> uh, certainly outside outside the uh, the Estadio the Estadio Azteca. We're talking to a uh, Kit McConico, who's the hosts, the throw-in, the hour long. An hour is just too damn short, kid. An hour long, and Sunday mornings at 9 AM when people are, uh, uh, I guess, either, either nursing a hangover or driving to church. But you do get a lot of a uh, lot of participation, and you guys are having a. Uh, Uh, a third anniversary this week. I wish I could go. I'm actually working a stupid track meet, but uh, so I wanted to go, but I won't be able to. But uh, you guys are having a third anniversary celebration this week.
6: We are. We are indeed. We have been on the air for three years. We are the longest, I mean, we're the only radio, English language radio show about soccer in Austin. And we've talked about it for a while. We've partnered with the Austin Soccer Foundation. So 10 a.m., Weather permitting, we are going to meet at the AMSA fields in Onion Creek, and we're going to play a pickup game, raising money and raising funds for the Austin Soccer Foundation, a very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we're going to head to Luster Pearl on Rainy Street, and we invite everyone to join us, whether you're going to play, whether you just want to hang out, come out and support local soccer and say hi. We, we, we John, we're even inviting Pumas fans, so you are welcome. Are, are, I know... you, inviting,
0: are you inviting Bokka fans?
6: <laughs> no. Bosteros are th- th- that is that is a question I've had to field more than once. Bosteros are welcome. Um there will there will be a uh there will be a dress code and Boca gear will not be permitted because this is a high class event. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: That's up. Slide tackles are permitted. Is what you're saying?
6: Um they are indeed and my co-host Justin the Smash Simmons, we actually have a liability waiver that is written up with his name mentioned multiple times because of his poor habit of going into tackles two-footed and with studs up.
0: That is uh well we don't want, you know, I mean so this is a friendly game. We don't want to see
6: anything. <laughs> oh, we oh, don't want to
1: We don't want to see a You don't want to see bloody Boca jerseys.
6: <laughs> There's a time and a place, but not at our charity match.
0: Oh, okay. Now now back back to uh back to group D kids. So so you are saying I made it, uh I
6: made it. good words in me. uh
0: argentina the favorite argentina the favorite
6: yes i think america gets through uh cruz azul maybe chivas and unfortunately i don't see you can't forget the chicago fire
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, out of the other three teams who who would you think would have the the best chance then of 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 advancing uh, with, with argentina to get to the knockouts
6: I think Croatia does. Nigeria is a fantastic side, and, and all of the hyperbole about them is always true. Yes, they're athletic, and they're big, and they're strong, and they're fast, but this isn't the best Nigerian side we've seen. There have been better Super Eagles sides in the past. I, I, I don't see them getting through because teams know what to expect from them. They're very direct in the way they play. Iceland is the fan favorite, as I mentioned. Everybody wants Iceland to advance. They want to be able to do the Viking clap. They will have a huge amount of support. And I I, I may be wrong, but I kind of think that they have spent what they had qualifying for the World Cup. I don't see them being able to get by sides like Croatia, like Argentina. And so I'm going to go with Croatia. It's a very good team. They have players of quality. They have experience. And I think they'll finish second in the group to advance.
0: No, no usually Croatia's had uh, they, 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 they've kind of been unlucky. I know in uh, in '02 they were in a group with 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 Mexico and Italy and in Ecuador, and I'm sure the Croatian fans thought that, uh, that 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 would be especially after making the semifinals, but uh, they weren't able to to advance. And that was even after beating Italy, they weren't able to advance. And then again in six, they draw Brazil and and, and Australia, and Australia knocks them out, and. uh, and then of course, in 2014 Mexico was able to knock them out with their 3-1 win. So to me, I've always thought that, that Croatia, after making it to the quarterfinals, I'm sorry, the semifinals in 1988, 1998, and, and by beating Germany 3-0, uh, frankly, just a, a, a stunning feat. They really haven't lived up to that since then, and uh, so maybe this might be the tournament for them to do so. And and of course, if they did uh, make it through, if they especially if they went second place, they would probably play France. Which would be a very appealing, and Croatia, would, because of its uh, proximity to Russia, will probably have a somewhat of a home field advantage. They'll probably have a lot more supporters there than, than uh, some of the other countries. So, you're probably right. It probably would be uh, would be good. I want to throw it out to the to the panel. If anybody else uh, uh, has has a differing opinion on uh, on on those two teams advancing out of that group.
3: No, I, I agree. I agree, especially uh, Croatia, and they have. They have Mario, um, can't pronounce his last name,
0: Manzukic. Man Manzukic.
3: That guy, yeah, and he's he's been he's been on fire recently. So that that helps to have a player
0: like that going into the World Cup. It can make a big difference. No, I mean it's not just him. You know, they have uh, 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 a Rakitic and the guy at uh, Modric and all the other eachs that they have. No, the, I mean, obviously they have a great midfield, and uh, like you said, the Man- Manzukic has been uh, has been outstanding over the past few weeks for for his club, mm-hmm. and then they should. The, 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 this is finally a group that I think that they can be that that other team to make it into the uh, into yeah, the knockouts.
3: They're definitely rated higher than than Nigeria and Iceland, uh, so I think for me Argentina they are favorites, but it's it's theirs to lose because. You know, I agree with everything Kit says, but, but I also think this Argentina side, man, they seem a bit cursed. Uh, I think they could just sabotage themselves. And, and and I was telling you earlier, John, how this group is, is kind of similar to the O2 group.
0: It is. With,
3: with, they had Nigeria and they had Sweden. Except we could replace Sweden with Iceland. Practically the same. Uh, and it, with only exception would have been England. And now you have Croatia quite fairly similar,
0: you know I don't think Ken wants to revisit anything that happened in two thousand <laughs> but uh, I
6: agree I, I agree with the point made that this is a similar group to two thousand and two for Argentina, and if I'm not mistaken, they begin the World Cup they be their first matches against Iceland, and that's going to be extremely difficult. This is a team that everybody wants to do well, and if Argentina. Let's say they draw that match. This is not a resilient side. They are not strong mentally. I can see them cratering. I can see them crashing. I don't think they're going to lose matches, but I, I could see them drawing Iceland and then maybe drawing with Nigeria after that. <clears throat> and if that's the case, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're lucky to advance second in the group or yeah. maybe they don't get out.
3: And, and, you know, that's a big point that you're making about, about – um... Being very resilient and mentally strong because, you know, I'm a, Messi. Not too long ago, I think hasn't he quit the Argentine team like twice already? Yeah, just Just, just like y is...
0: <laughs> Yeah, he did for it uh, after just the uh, when real. when his team completely abandoned where he had to literally make all the passes to himself and just totally <laughs> totally abandon him. Yeah, you're right though, kids. So they they play <laughs> Iceland first. And then they play Croatia, and then they play Nigeria. So they conceivably could have go into that Nigeria game where they haven't qualified. They, have, they haven't assured themselves of, uh, of qualification, which could certainly play into the uh, Nigerians' uh, uh, favor there. Now, one thing I will say about Argentina with, with this group, except for maybe Croatia, and I think it's something that, that was brought to our attention when, uh, when Juventus beat uh, Tottenham, in the in, in, in the in the round of sixteen, when uh, was it Cellini who said that? Yes, we were behind, but we were going up against a team that that frankly has never really been in this position that often, at all, and we knew that. Eventually, we you know we, we were going to make it happen in order for us to win the game, and I think that that's probably what we're going to see when Argentina plays Iceland and even Nigeria, maybe Croatia not so much, but I do think that the experience uh, does count. Now, one thing I want to I want to ask Kit. Y'all don't mind is, uh, especially here living in the U.S. and obviously we, we, we follow Mexican soccer and everyone's talking about how, you know, Mexican players need to play in Europe and, and, and American players you know for, for, for Mexico and the U.S. they have to have to, to play in Europe, play in Europe, play in Europe and, and 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 both countries have players that play in Europe and yet somehow they're still not managing to to, to to crack that, you know, top ten, top eight or whatever it is in the world. You know they've they've acquitted themselves well but they certainly haven't, uh, you know, made a World Cup semifinal or. or whatever the case may be so i i guess my question to y'all is yes it is very important for for those players to to make that jump but argentina has what 60 players that play in spain alone you know they have 30 players that play and you just you just go down to every 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 league in europe you know there's at least 10 argentines that play that they that, that play there so when do Is it even conceivable for for, for either Mexico or the U.S. to have that kind of representation in the European League in the next 10 or 15 years?
6: Well, for Mexico, it's conceivable. For the U.S., not not even close. And I'm an American. I want U.S. soccer to continue to progress. But let's be honest. Anyone who says that U.S. soccer internationally or domestically is on the same league as Mexico... (laughs) That that's just a lie. It, it, it's it's a flat out lie. It's not even close. You talk about Concacaf Champions League, and yes, Toronto had a good showing, but Chivas to get a victory on the road in the first leg, and then to go home, yes, it went to penalty kicks. But Chivas was Chivas is a better side. You look at the top look at the top teams in Mexico, the top teams in MLS. There's not a comparison. Chivas America Tigres, they're better than the sides in Major League Soccer, and the gap is it, it's not as big as it once was and it's continuing to shrink but mexico is still a better league as far as the national team to put it put a blunt point on it mexico's in the world cup and the united states is not
0: so so you you, you don't see the uh, the, the possibility for, of of americans putting 40 players in europe or 50 players in europe or, or, or whatever the case may be because it seems like uh yes i i do agree that that for Mexico and the U.S. to get better, they, they have to have players playing in, in the best leagues. I get that. But having 13 guys play in Europe is, 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 is not going to cut it. No, you have no, to have no. – it has to be – and, and the reality is, is that Argent- Argentines don't necessarily have to play in Europe in order for them to have ha- have a strong side just because they have – because there's they're, they're just so so much, so much. I mean there's, there's 70 Argentines that play in Mexico for for beat's sake. I mean right. there are Argentines everywhere. It is. It, it has to be one of one of their biggest ex. And I'm being dead serious. One of their more important experts are, are, are
6: soccer players. It's actually their second largest export, and it's funny you say that because monetarily that is their second largest export. Brazil is the same way. Brazil and Argentina, more than any other countries in the world, are known for exporting soccer players. They play in every league in the world. If you go to the Thai, if you go to the Thai Super League, whatever the heck it is, there'll be Argentines there that can't make it anywhere else. Because that's what they do. There'll be Brazilians there as well. That is what those countries do. But that's what those countries have done for a century. That is what those countries, Argentines were playing in in Italy in the 30s. Mussolini referred to them as the repatriated ones. This is nothing new. You've had Brazilians doing the same things. These are the only two countries that have this export at this level. Mexico, you're starting to see more Mexicans playing internationally for big clubs in Europe. It's coming slowly, but they're on the right track. I don't see them having the quantity in the next 20 years. It's going to take time, but they're certainly a lot closer to it than the United States is. In the United States, I don't see in my lifetime having the players the number of players playing in Europe. I, I just don't see it in the league. It, it, the, the league is nascent. This is the 23rd year of major league soccer and it's grown exponentially It grows by the year, but soccer is still, it's not the premier sport in this country. And one thing that Mexico has, and will always have over the United States of America, soccer is the biggest sport in Mexico. You have other sports there, but it's the sport. Soccer is the biggest sport in Brazil. It's the biggest sport in Argentina. And because of that, you're going to produce more players.
0: No, you're absolutely uh, you're absolutely right as far as the, uh, the the just the mass quantity of players that they have uh, in and around the leagues all over the world. Uh, I mean, we see it just about everywhere you go, uh, as you mentioned. And in fact, not only that, but I mean, they also appear on other national team on other national teams as well. Mexico's uh, fielded a few uh, Argentine-born players for their national team. I mean, most recently in 2010 with Guillermo Franco. Who uh, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
6: Guiche. Well, well, Mexico has. Italy has. Spain has. I mean, if you look at the Portuguese national team, they're always Brazilian-born players on it. And that's that's nothing new because if you're producing that quantity and that quality of players, they're not going to be spots. You're not going to make the top 23 of your home country. So if you have the opportunity to play somewhere else, you're absolutely going to take it.
0: So they say that Argentina is, is, is messy dependent and people say, Oh no, 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 you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're, you know, whatever their argument is. And then in their last friendly, they lose six zero to Spain. Messi was not playing. And in fact, it was so bad that he actually left his, his luxury box because he, he was, he was watching the game. It doesn't, uh, now does, is that something that should scare an Argentine fan that result? Or, or is that something you say, you know what, it was a one-off, no big deal. Uh, you know, we're moving on. Or is it a big wake up call for the, uh, for for Argentina, that, that that 6-0 result?
6: I think it should absolutely scare them. It just goes to prove that they do not know how to play without Messi. And I've said for a long time that Argentina has to make a very difficult decision. And it's not to leave Messi off off the team. That's ridiculous. He's one of the top two players in the world. You You obviously want him on your side. You want him playing. But they have to figure out how to play with him and not watch him. They have to figure out how to support him. It's not going to be Barcelona. Those guys play together year-round. National team is a different beast. You get together very infrequently. You all kind of figure out where your place is, how you fit in. And most of those guys, as I mentioned, they're the stars of their club teams. So they're having to take a back seat. They're having to play another role that they're not accustomed to. But they're doing that too much sometimes. It's too much a deference – too messy too much okay well he, we, we got him the ball now what's he gonna do with it one thing that when you watch argentina play in the last few years no one moves off ball they just sit there they give him the ball and they watch him go well as good as Messi is he can't beat a team on his own certainly not in a world cup
0: well i i, I will i will have to i will have to beg the difference because that's exactly what happened in the group stage uh, in in the last World Cup was the, the, and even even in the Copa America they had in Argentina uh, the, the, that was exactly how they how they all got past was was them watching Messi and just and just let and, I mean I I still feel bad for Iran had them beat should, should should have won that match against Argentina they didn't get the goals they hit the, they hit the few, post a few times and then it was at the 87th minute or whatever it is they you know they gave Messi just that extra half meter space and 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 it was all over so. It it, it 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 is shocking to me that, that a team with that much quality can can look so pedestrian even 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 with that uh with with a player of a of a caliber of Messi where I, 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 it it is completely unfathomable to me that, that 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 they play as as poorly as they do knowing how much talent is on that squad i mean argentina's b team would 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 be a legitimate contender for uh you know, for at least making the quarterfinals in, a, in any World Cup.
6: I agree in with you, and, that's, and that is in large part what is so frustrating to Argentine fans in Argentina and around the world. If you look at this team on paper, this is a world-beating team. You have some of the best players that have ever laced up their boots, and to make it even more frustrating, they've gotten to finals. They've gotten to World Cup finals. They've gotten to Copa Cup finals, and they have yet to win one. If, if this team had crashed out of group stages or of quarterfinals, I think that would be easier to stomach, more palatable than constantly getting to finals but not being able to bring the hardware home.
0: So, so they make it out of the group stage, and uh, where does the uh, what does the head say and what does the as as far as their 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 journey in Russia, where does it end for Argentina?
6: No, well, the heart <laughs> says they win it all, and Messi has his storybook ending, and I just love every second of it, but the head is in emphatic disagreement on that. I I don't see that happening. I think they can make a deep run. I think they can get to the semifinals. They are better when it comes to World Cup. I, I think if they draw, if they if they have a match with Spain, I think it'll be tough. I think they can get by Spain. But if if it comes to another match with Germany or Brazil or even France, who I think is, is a fantastic young side, obviously untested, those are going to be difficult.
0: Well, they could either face France in the round of 16 or in the semifinals. So, uh, you know, depending on how on, on how the other group, but but Germany and Brazil they won't play until the final because they're on the other on the other half of the bracket. So, uh, if, if if chalk holds, which Nine times out of ten, it will in a World Cup, especially with uh, the, the the stronger sides. Uh, it, w- it would look like if 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 Argentina gets first in the group, they'll play probably Peru, poor Peru. You know, they finally get to a World Cup, make it out of the second round, and you know, <laughs> no. go up go go up against their their, their biggest ghost. They're the biggest ghost they have, uh, and then uh, you know, so so they'll have that, and then they'll, they'll they'll probably play Spain if Spain wins their group in the uh, in the quarters, which would be uh. You just a uh, something that I think any soccer fan in the world would just love to see. And if somehow I manage to get that, you know, chances are, p- are pretty high they'll play either France or Portugal or, uh, or or whatever or whoever it ends up. So, I you know, semifinal seems like a very realistic uh, thing. And, and again, if 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 Sao what can Sao do to figure it out? What 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 will what will he what, what magic buttons will he push to make Argentina figure it out and let them play as a team? Because if they get going, frankly, I don't there's any I don't think anybody can stop them.
6: Well, if they get going, you're exactly right. I, I think the only two teams in the world that could stop them are Brazil, which is always is always a toss up anytime they get together, right. and Germany because the Germans have been they've been Argentina's nemesis. They know how to lock them down. They know what to do. And that being said, that would be a fantastic final either way. Argentina is going to have to they're going to have to play better defense, something they are not known for. They're not going to be able to win all these matches, scoring four and five goals. But it, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see what Argentine team shows up. Is this a hungry team that is out to prove the doubters wrong, or is this the team that we've seen so frequently that is said, uh, "There's the ball, number ten, go do what you do," and we're gonna sit back and watch. Right.
0: Now, before I let you go, I just want to make sure does any does anybody have any questions for for our special guest here, Kent McConico, here on on the panel? Anybody? Yes. Joel has a question. Joel Aceves has a question for Kit. Just, who's your
3: favorite to take it all in Russia?
6: I find it hard to go against Germany. They, they're they an impressive side. They game plan better than anyone else in the world. They prepare for their opponents better than anyone else in the world. It is, <sighs> it is a stereotype for a reason. German efficiency is real, and this is a team that is going to show up I think everything is clicking for them. They may not be the most talented individually. They're certainly among the most talented. But when it comes to big matches, they don't make mistakes. And I think more often than not, in big matches, the mistakes lose them for you.
3: Agreed. Uh, one, one more question. Any favorites, any candidates to take over the U.S. team? Coaching.
6: That's a very good question. And I I was actually a huge fan when people mentioned Ed Beojo. I don't think he would do it, but I thought that would be fantastic for the U.S. He would bring some energy, some fire, new life, which is something the U.S. desperately needs as a coach. You've had cardboard coaches from Jurgen Klinsmann to Bruce Arena. Neither one of them has been able to stroke the fire of the fans get them involved as much as they need. I, I thought people would be great. I don't think that would actually happen. That being said, I, I would like to see, I would like to see someone who wants this job, someone who's hungry. And I know that that's not really answering your question. It, it, it's It's not a premier job. So I would like to see somebody who would, who really wants this job there's some good Americans uh, Dom Kinnear the former Houston Dynamo man I think he's always been I, I think he would do a very good job he understands domestic soccer mm-hmm. he understands our league um, so th- those are the names that come to mind
3: o- Osorio has also been linked with the post
6: Um, have- I would Yeah,
0: well, we, we will write a letter of recommendation
6: <laughs> you guys can keep him that's all I'm going to well, say I he's, I, he's I, good at qualifying though I'll give him that well, he at would, this point, we would settle for qualification. His uh,
0: his 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 organization skills, frankly, are are, are second. He, he he preps better than than anyone, and everything except actually what happens what what happens <laughs> on the field. Uh, Kit, do you uh? Do, would you favor a, a a a coach that wants to like change the whole system, or, or do you favor a coach that just knows? Hey, listen, you know we're we're playing tournaments. I wanna I, I want to make sure that we have good tournament results. Well, what would you rather have?
6: I would favor a coach who in they're all connected and your youth teams are connected to your national team. I understand that. But I would favor a coach who is focused on the on the senior national team as opposed to kind of a CEO who's trying to restructure all of U.S. soccer. And this is how we need to do it. I personally think that's too big of a job for any one person to do. I would like somebody who is focused on the results of that senior national team and how they do and how they progress, as opposed to saying, well, here's a new curriculum for U.S. soccer for U-8. I think that's just too much.
0: There's a curriculum for U-8? Uh,
6: In this country, if there's not, we need one. Actually, the problem is to to answer your question. There is a curriculum, and that is the problem. Every other country, eight-year-olds get to play soccer and kick the ball around. In this country, we have a curriculum, and as you have all seen, that is not—it's not been to our benefit.
0: Fair enough. Well, uh, one last question before we let you go, Kit. Uh, Have 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 you met Tano? Have have you have you and Tano shared shared your your uh... Your, your, your love forever. Did do you think of Tano when, you, when 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 things go bad? Forever Go, man. I know I'm in a bad mood, but but Tano, man, I hope he's taking his medicine because
6: this is really rough. I have never had the great privilege of meeting a Tano Passman. I would be beside myself if I had that opportunity. Hopefully, one day I will. And I I've channeled him. I've thought about him. I've watched him during River Games, and it just goes to prove that. River fans are across the world. To to that point, I, I might add, there is actually an official there is an official uh, River filial here in Austin, River uh, River Platenses in Texas, and they are having an asado, a straight up Argentine asado, on Sunday afternoon, and I've been invited. So I am I, I am <laughs> in heaven. I'm going to spend my Sunday afternoon with the uh, filial here in Texas, and the River fans are coming from Dallas, they're coming from Houston, and we will all get together, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of talk about El Tano Paspan.
0: Will there be a, will there, is there a match on that y'all can watch together?
6: There is a match that afternoon. Um, we, we are we are excited. We will all watch the match. We will eat um, some choripan, we will hang out, and it's, it's going to be a fantastic day. I'm very, very much looking forward to it.
0: That sounds like uh sounds like a lot of no now a lot of fun that river um as we button up back to them they're uh, looking pretty good in the Libertadores. So they're, they're probably gonna make it to the next round or would you consider them as a as a favorite to uh, take it yet again or is it uh, absolutely too not. Early to tell
6: no <laughs> absolutely not they are Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to domestic that being said they've been they've, they they're in a good run of form domestically they haven't lost in the last ten matches, but they started off they were just putrid in the Argentine Superliga. R- River is one of those teams that if, if they can if they can win a few games, they have a chance, but I don't think they're one of the favorites. I, I think the Brazilians, obviously the defending champion Gremio is fantastic, but who knows? Um, stranger things have happened, but I would not put River among the favorites for this year in the Copa Libertadores.
0: Well, I mean, but again, it goes back to that whole Juventus-Tottenham uh, thing. You know, if they end up playing like... A- and again, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know what? You know, I'll I'll just call it you know Team A from Country X, that isn't a quote unquote traditional power. I mean, a river has a huge advantage in the sense that by by just by showing up, that, that that they're making that other team a little more nervous than than they probably would be. You know, maybe even a little more motivated. But they know you know we're gonna have to really, even though this may not be the best river side, we're gonna have to really really, you know you know watch ourselves because it's still river played. So I mean, they they certainly you right.
6: for that. And big big teams know how to play in big games, and that is one thing they do have going for them. Yeah,
0: and do uh, do you think uh, Muneco will ever uh, coach Argentina, or is he uh, is he not quite ready yet?
6: I don't think he's quite ready yet. I would like to see El Cholo Simeone as the next coach of Argentina. I think he'd be fantastic. Yeah. But I think right now Muneco, is he, he seems he seems to be happy. He's doing he, he's doing his thing, and as fickle as River fans are, they were. They, they weren't quite calling for his head a few months ago, but they, he was—he was certainly his, his seat was starting to heat, heat up. But right now, they are very content, and I don't know why they would not be. He's—he's he's been fantastic, and I, I hope he stays for as long as he wants to. And
0: then well, I guess one last question before we let you go: uh, the, the the rumors are, at least in Mexico, are that uh, it looks like if uh, Osorio does not renew, that uh, it, it's looking like Almeida would probably be the the, the top candidate for. Uh, for, for, for the Mexico job, Matias Almeida. Do you think that that would be a good fit for uh, for, for both parties? Or
6: I think it would be a great fit to have Pelado Almeida. You see you see what he's been able to do at Chivas. He's been extremely successful. If, if he wants the job, which I'm sure he does, I mean, who wouldn't? That's one of the premier jobs in the world. I, I think it would be a great fit for both parties, and it would be mutually beneficial.
0: So now, do uh, you think that if if they ever have the U8 curriculum in, in, in U.S. soccer, they'll have? I think that that should be part of the uh, part of the curriculum. Kit McConico, thank you very much for joining us here on the Cantina Mackey's podcast. We do appreciate you, happen. I know it's late, and you, and you call the game, so we do appreciate you decompressing with us uh, on the podcast, gentlemen.
6: It has been my most sincere pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry it took me so long to get on with you. It is always a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you all so much for having me.
0: Well, have fun on Saturday at the at the charity event with the, with the, the third anniversary of the throw-in. And, of course, on Sunday with your asado. sounds fantastic.
6: It, it'll be a wonderful weekend. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, thanks very much, Kit, for joining us. We do appreciate it. Kit McConico joining us here on the Cantina and Mackey's podcast, Talking Argentina for us on Group D. And as we uh, as we mentioned, we uh, had a – well, actually, Kit mentioned he thinks Argentina probably semifinals. Joel, it's a team that, uh, you know, again, like I said, if, if they can get it going, uh, I, I, I see no reason why they can't make at least the semifinals, I think. Anybody. Joel.
3: It's a Chichis. coin toss for me. Coin toss it's for you, Joel? Yeah, it's like you said, man, it, it depends what team shows up. You know. And uh I know their their result against Spain
0: wasn't too good. Yeah, they lost they lost six <laughs> zero and uh and you know of course the famous the famous shot of Messi watching from the from the palco and then <laughs> he, he leaves after the fifth one. So he wasn't around at least at least, at least for the sixth. there so. to watch. Yes. Yeah, so that
3: that's you know, ouch. So who knows, man? There's a lot of stuff that's been going on with the squad and even with the directivos.
0: Man, I, I want to know what I what I need to do to get invited to the asado on Sunday. That sounds like a lot of fun.
3: Well, you know, kid, man. I, well, I do you know. Think, kit. I think you just need to clear up your your Sunday, and there you are.
0: Yeah, well so, that I, you know what? 'Cause my wife my wife is actually flying flying out of town. Wow. Just just do all your life. I hope you know to see I'm, some pictures. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to crash now. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, you know it's if if that was like a puma sasado, I might I might go to the Pumas Asado, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, but uh but you know I don't wanna by the way, crazy, crazy game in uh, in, in Morelia. It is it is two two in the eighty first minute. Morelia just had a goal to salad, so they uh had a chance to go up three two, but the ref uh whistled now. So uh Chiquis, explain to me, so Santander was 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 the, the Chiva he was the Chivas hombre numero 12, right? right? And so yesterday he had calls that were uh I guess one could say favorable for for America so does that remove santander from, from 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 their thoughts and prayers when when, when they pray and go to sleep because because he was he was he showed so much favoritism toward america is is that the gist of, of, of what we're hearing about about his performance yesterday
1: i think uh I think they took his picture down from the chivas' walls and uh burned it
0: <laughs> from the wall of fame <laughs> with uh from the man
1: of the match, wall. that's
0: right. Because now Joel, I think we've asked you in the past. So, 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 uh, you know, when you think of of, of the great chivas in, in history, and, uh, and you know, and we asked you. So, if, if you had a if you had an asado, Joel, who, if if you could invite three chivas, who 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 would you invite to, to your to your chivas asado? Finally, your
3: I've been brother? waiting. I've been waiting for this question, John. Finally, I've got it. Uh obviously, Bofo, man.
2: Bofo, okay.
3: Bofo has to be there, and. And then I'm not surprised, but <laughs> the two de la Torres man. The de la Torres bros.
0: Nestor and Chepo. That's my three right there. So so Bofo and and Nestor and, uh, and, Chepo. and, Chepo. and Chepo. I'm big I'm big de la Torres fan, as a Chivas. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think if you think of the escudo of Chivas, right? I mean, they might as well put a put a torre there for the de la Torre a, family they're, they're a, so. A,
3: yeah, yeah, they're
0: just heavily linked with the club. Their family has. Um... Do you find that Nestor, when he calls a game, is more critical of Chivas than he is any other team?
3: I, I've always I I can't answer that because I've only seen them do the Chiva games.
0: So I don't, well, I don't do know. Well, do I don't you, know. you find him to be to be more critical, like 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 harsh? On uh, no, I,
3: I think to me he seems pretty pretty spot on. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that we should invite Nestor to give us like a four year plan on how we should how how we should evolve the podcast <laughs> so we can follow follow Nestor's plan for the for the podcast? <laughs> Who knows, man? Who, I don't know. He might be too strict. So you, he
3: might be too strict for us. So, he has no party class. Yeah. You know? That he is. He might right. find us and we we are cantina, so
0: the <laughs> only one the only one that would be that would be left would be Chickies.
3: <laughs> Doing everything.
0: That's right. It would be it, it would be the Chickiest podcast with Nestor.
3: Chickies and Ron. Ron doesn't. Yeah.
0: But well, but right. no, no, right. wait, wait.
3: no no wait wait No no, he'll sneak out late night to go to read us. That's to right. Go to, uh, or to a truck rest stop so he he'll get fined for that
0: that is uh that is very true so I'm surprised you didn't say weto real i mean i know you're such a such a huge weto uh, real i am
3: i am but I, I think the
0: stories those guys could tell
3: just because yeah they they grew up with the club i mean talk about since little kids and and sure to have all your family linked to a club and and to all the big moments and all that. It's it's just, I mean, I think they know. They they, they really know like the, the inner workings just, just to pick their brain, you know, to see what's going on in there or, or what's happened with the club. Just, just why would, why would the club socios be willing to sell their stock to Vergara
0: for so cheap? Things like that. Oof. You're op- opening some, some some very very old and deep wounds. Now I might have to ask is 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 uh, is, is, is profe with us or is he is is he still on mute? We'll have to I think I think he fell asleep. We we lost uh, we lost Profe.
3: He's tired. He's tired, he's he's getting old and can't keep up with the little kids. Because I
0: wanted to ask Turning him the same off. question. Who who would be who would he who would oh, is okay. you know, well I'll ask Chiki Chiki's who who, who which uh, which who, which Pumas would you invite to your so you're pumasado.
2: Uh, it'd have to be uh, your boys, the picolín. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Hugo Sanchez.
2: Oh, right. nice.
1: And uh, I, I gotta say, since he's out there kicking,
3: not not Campos and no, he'll show up with sandals.
1: Campos. I don't like compost kicking. I like tronking. Seems like a cool guy.
0: Tronking. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would invite. I would invite Cabinho. No. And I would. Uh, I would invite Hugo Sanchez, of course. And uh, I mean, I, I can't not say Picolín because he's, you know, as I'm one. I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm his brand ambassador. Or you know, both of their brand ambassadors for, for, for that. But I would also probably consider Bora. If given oh, if 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 given the uh one of my favorites. If given what well, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean he you know Bora, Bora did did as much for, for you know, people always talk about Menotti about yeah. you know, but to me the, the, the you know Menotti built on the foundation that 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 uh, that, that Bora set down.
3: Yeah, and, Bora Bora took us to the quinto partido. Um and he coached in way was it four straight world cups
0: yeah and they went um, to the second round in every single one of those and then and, and it wasn't until uh, actually five straight world cups yeah and, and it wasn't until China and and and, and, and this is a true story uh China makes the world cup for the first time they get blown out but i think they had they had Costa Rica Brazil uh i'm trying to remember who the other team Not was Not portugals was it portugal no it wasn't portugal it was uh <sighs> I, don't, I can't believe I don't remember this. But anyway, I forget who it was. Oh, it was Turkey. Turkey was the other team. Tur- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even the Brazilian, because of Bora, we're thinking, you know, China might win this group because only only because of Bora. That's how much respect <laughs> yeah. had the world over. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's coaching Qatar right now. Wow. I didn't know he was still active. Yeah, I, th- I think he's coaching. Well, he was in the uh, – when they did their presentation – for Qatar 2022, he was one of the speakers. Yeah, and he's, he's also,
3: his family has been involved in football and his brothers since way back, way back when. Uh, yeah, go back to the, what was it? former Yugoslavia. Um, but, yeah, he's he comes from a football family, and they, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, you know, I could tell you prophet, who Prof. Prophet Kambi would have. Who's that? you'll have you'll hans? have um hans westerhoff right you'll have um oh, man you made me freak <laughs> i i had hans westerhoff and you'll have uh, almeida right You'll have Pia Mat- almeida and he'll have conejo perez conejo he is Cambia
0: right he is Cambia right so he Cambiarra. he will You're yeah
3: Cambiarra. he can, he wouldn't be complete without some Pachuca presence in
0: there. That's right. Because he is he has two parts, two parts Chivas, one, part, one, one part, part. Yeah. That's right. But we're we're trying everything we can to conjure to conjure the profe and he's not uh he is he is not responding. He
3: quedó dormido.
0: Yeah. Grandpa Sensen style. So all right gentlemen. Well uh here in the Ligilla, i I think uh I mean it, it's looking, Morelia is, is, is tied 2-2 with Toluca. I don't think we're going to get any major surprises uh, going into the semis. I think America obviously will win uh, pretty easily. Uh, same with Monterrey. It's looking like Tigres is going to win at Toluca. So if that if, if that's the case, then we're going to see a Toluca-Tigres semi and then a Monterrey-America semi. So we could have a uh, the makings of, of another... I mean any any one of those four teams playing you know on, on one side of the bracket playing the others is, is going to be a, an outstanding final. I mean them two really good teams going at, going after each other in a final whether it's you know Toluca Monterrey or Toluca America or America Tigres or Tigres uh, monte or the another clasico regio I mean, it would be. I know I know that Ron probably wouldn't wouldn't favor too much playing the uh, America Toluca final cuz he's for whatever reason he has a a a huge problem with uh with with toluca which he hasn't he hasn't fully really answered i think i think something happened to him in toluca i think that's that that's why he uh he he holds such ill will toward the choriceros is you know maybe uh, things didn't work out for him down in 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 toluca at some point which is why he he holds not only not only the team but the whole city of toluca in, 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 in 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 with ill regard well we'll have to ask about that when and if he uh, he decides to, to join. I know that he's very busy right now in his uh in his architecture uh program that he uh is finishing up. So uh, hopefully uh Ron will be able to join us over the next few weeks. So so again, uh Kim McConaughey joined us, uh, said Argentina, Croatia making it through. um uh, Hoel, you agreed Argentina, Croatia. Chikis, do you feel the same way? Argentina Croatia making it through group uh, group D?
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh as, as Kit pointed out, I think Iceland kind of blew their wind. Then you know they also lost uh, both to not that again friendlies are not a barometer, but they did lose to Mexico and, and Peru both when they when they played their friendlies here. Um, they open up against Argentina, which uh, you know I, I, you know that might be actually the best thing to happen to, to Iceland because go ahead, you know they might lose that one 1-0 or whatever it is, and they hey you know what we can hang with these guys and then give they can give Croatia and Nigeria all they want. But I do think that uh, that I don't think the Cinderella's uh, slipper is going to f- fit them this soon. I do think Croatia does does finally make it through, but they only make it through the round of sixteen because I think the France will uh, handle them pretty easily. Even though France did have a big a big injury today with their their guy from Arsenal who uh, went down today in their uh, Europa League semi final against Atletico, which uh, I believe Atletico made it through and it will be playing Olympique de Marseille, which is uh, Gignac's former team. So Gignac actually might have might have a a chance to make it to the World Cup now. We'll have to keep an eye we'll have to keep an eye on that. Do we have any other uh, any other questions? See, even Sergio Cruz says is better than Messi on our chat. Uh,
1: something uh he brought up uh made me think of Arellano and his little run he had and especially the one goal I remember him taking on the left side and from a terrible angle scoring. Has seen, has he seemed more impressive than Chofis has so far in his little stint, in my opinion. I know I'll probably get a lot of hate for that, but.
0: <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, to me, I, I think the biggest difference between uh, Chofis and just about anybody else that has come out of Chivas over the past. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, Ten fifteen years, I, I, just, I just think that the trophies has his his ball skills. I think are second to none, and 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 he needs to figure out the rest of his the rest of his game. I think if he can do that, then he'll be in a, he'll be in good shape. But uh, his uh, he didn't have a you know no no Chiva had a good year this year. I think the, the Chiva this was a a throwaway year for them despite them winning the Concacaf Champions, which which amazingly over the past week has become the most important trophy in the history of Concacaf. You know league league or international for whatever reason now it's it, it, it's like it's like it's taken on monumental importance just because uh you know chivas fans all believe that you know this is like just the the most important thing that's ever ever happened to chivas is is, is winning this trophy like you know, they're even saying why haven't played the liguilla we've already won the most important trophy on the planet the conca champions is is, is this joel the kind of the, the kind of uh Blind loyalty that you have to fight through as as a Chivarmano to to get them to to be a little more realistic with their with their thoughts and expectations. Is this is is this your constant battle, what is Is this why you became Joel, the the self loathing Chivas fan that you were for so many years?
2: Oh, I think
1: he oh, did.
0: We lost Joel. We lost Joel. Well, well, I was hoping he would answer that.
1: His uh his realism when it comes to Chivas is is like uh. Overshadowed by his uh fanboyism of the de la Torres <laughs> in my opinion,
0: yeah it's uh his uh well i mean i don't wanna I don't want to speak ill of, 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 of <laughs> while well, he's not on but uh, yeah, the, the fact that he to invite both of them over for his asado, you know i mean you know what if what if hebol what if Bofo asked hey Hoy, let's let you know
1: let's bring almeida
0: let's go behind the or let's go behind the shed you know Hoy's not going to be able to go because Nestor's there. You know, so he's gonna he's gonna miss out on that opportunity. You know, he has to he has to behave himself because Nestor is there. It's a, uh, it's it, it's very uh, very unfortunate for that. So. And uh, you know, Sergio uh, again agreeing with me, saying that that the is uh is, is is well not agreeing with me, but agreeing with the shirt, that Quattemok is, uh, is is better than Messi as well. Well, Chiki, it started off with you and me. I guess it's gonna end with you and me here in the on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Does does Pumas have a chance, Chicky's here, uh, the, the down three going against America? Or are they just gonna mostrar la cara and and win one zero and you know everyone will be everyone will, everyone will be happy or whatever it is? And then does Patino survive? Does 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 Pumas have any chance to make it out over the next three or four years out of this 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 ugliness that that has overcome the team?
1: No, I think they have. Uh, I think they have zero chance. And before in the season, whenever they got called out by the fans, and the fans were talking to them, that that looked promising. But now, in in a video that came out, the fans were like yelling at him, cussing at him, and they were actually upset and like throwing middle fingers at the fans. And uh, and Piojo's comments on not being overconfident even in this return leg. Uh, yeah, I think they're done. I think. We'll...
0: <laughs> yeah, you're probably. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I mean, the reality was is that it was it would have taken. A, 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 a series of of essentially perfect games for Pumas to uh, to to win this leg uh, against América, uh, just because América has 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 better players, they have a better coach, they have a better team, and and you know they would have to rely on 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 on, 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 on América's mistakes for Pumas to capitalize on. Now they did have some chances, but again, you can't go down three zero after 25 minutes or whatever it was yesterday. And, and yeah. expect that the – yeah, so I think that the uh, – you know, for Pumas to make the Ligue, I think, was was, was good. They, they needed to get points to help them in the in the percentual. But, I mean, they really do need to take a, a long, hard look over these next two years knowing that they're essentially not having to worry about relegation because it's not going to be um, included in the next two seasons to see what in what direction they want to go. Do they want to be the academy guys or do they want to be like every other uh, – team of the guys that contends and 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 by, and by their way to uh to, to build in their roster cuz their their combination of of the of the twos and frankly just is not working and hasn't worked for the past 8 years or so they just they just not i mean I can't think of any player over the past 5 or 6 years that has come out of Bummas so that you are thinking, wow this guy really has 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 some talent it's just, it's, it's just not there so hopefully uh, hopefully they will be able to uh to to figure that out because I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think that over if, if if we didn't have this promotion, if the promotion relegation thing was still happening, cheekies, I think I think it would be uh, it would be you and I that would that would be reacting this way. No! No!
2: No! Estamos en la Estamos la
0: No! No! So. Pumas fans should be very, very thankful that, uh, that they're doing away with promotion and relegation over these next two years. Chiquis, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, wow. We actually had a, a relatively short show this week you know, we're not our, our usual two and a half hour
2: yeah. uh,
1: going stuff. on. Good stuff.
0: Thank yeah, you. it was great. Uh, uh, thanks again, Chiquis for setting it up. and want to thank Daniel Preciado for joining us. I'll be it briefly. And, uh, Juan Uribe, as well as uh, Juan that joined us and we can't, uh, uh, go off without uh, thanking kit mcconico uh who was the host of the throw-in on 1049 the horn in austin for joining us and talking argentina again uh kit a uh, big river plate fan uh if you didn't hear his story he was uh, given a personal tour by the president of river plate at the time of, of the uh of the trophy room of the of uh, the stadium itself of the offices of river plate uh, which is why he became a river plate fan So we do appreciate him coming on and sharing his thoughts, not just in Argentina but on Mexican soccer and of course U.S. soccer as well. So we thank him for coming on, and we thank you guys for listening. Want to thank uh, Sergio and MJP on the chat, always uh, active on the chat. Uh, Sergio, I know that uh, your America fans have uh, have, or or your America team has a a very good uh, chance of uh, of winning the trophy. So uh, we'll see how that uh, pans out for them as well. Thank you guys again for listening. Uh, and again, you can listen to this podcast live every Thursday night on YouTube, on our Cantina MX podcast page, our channel, or you can download this and every previous edition of the Cantina MX podcast from our space on the podcast center in iTunes. Please give us a like on Facebook. I know the Hoyle is very, very active with, uh, keeping folks up to date with uh, not just what happens in Mexican soccer, but the world of soccer, really uh, some good videos and just uh, a lot of very uh, good information. And of course you can give us a follow on the Twitter where we uh, kind of tend to do the same thing, but I think we're a little bit more, uh, a little edgier on the Twitter. I think, I think one would say, so we do uh, appreciate y'all uh, following us on that as well. Again, thanks everyone for joining us. My name is John Jagu and we will talk to you guys again next week. Actually, I do want to mention, uh, efforting to uh, get uh, John Arnold on our show next week to talk uh, group B John Arnold with, from uh, the Dallas morning news and goal.com CONCACAF uh, writer. He writes for uh, about CONCACAF uh, beat writer and Mexico beat writer for goal and the FC Dallas beat writer for Dallas morning news, hoping to talk group E with him because uh, Costa Rica has uh, frankly a really good chance again to advance to the round of 16 uh, with uh, the, the draws that they have outside of Brazil. They have uh uh, they have Switzerland and they have, they have somebody else. Who is was it that, uh, who's in that other group? Um, um, uh, Serbia. Yeah. So again, Costa Rica has, uh, has uh, somewhat of a chance to, uh, to make it out of that group as well. So we will talk to you guys next week. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.